0: Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one Final minute of the movie at a time. Yee! I'm Norman Mitchell.
1: I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
0: And today we're talking about minute 201, which is the last 35 seconds of the movie proper and then the beginning of the credits. Yes. It begins with Frodo looking at Sam and saying, Sam, I'm glad you're with me, and ends on a black screen.
1: After the second producer credit. Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: so the, And Sam, I'm glad you're with me, is the last spoken line of the movie.
1: I'm kind of... I don't know. I'm a little torn about this because I'm upset that it's not, like, tidy. The ending? Yeah. Like, I, I'm upset that it's not, like, a whole minute. Um, it, It's but,
0: 35 seconds.
1: Yeah. And it just feels... It feels appropriate that this line is by itself, but at the same time, I kind of wish it was just with the rest of the stuff that we talked about last week. Yeah. But I think that... Because it, it's a
0: good ending to that yeah. little... That story.
1: Right. But, yeah. No, I I hadn't realized that that was, like, the last line, and then they just walk into Mord- they, into they, towards they, Mordor. Yeah,
0: they they walk down the hill towards uh, Eminemu.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like I need a beer.
0: Like you know, you just we've gone on a harrowing quest. <laughs> <laughs> Where?
1: I don't know how harrowing it is. It was not
0: not quite a third of the way there.
1: Um, t- why why you got a half glass half empty? It. We're done. We're done with fellowship. Extended yeah. fellowship.
0: Yes, it's amazing.
1: That's like it feels
0: very good don't, to be finishing.
1: Don't glass half-empty me right now.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know.
1: <laughs> we're only a third of the way there. Not even. Because the other two were longer. Um, do you have any more thoughts on this final scene?
0: Uh, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, it. I think it's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, in a very imposing kind of way.
1: Well... I like that. I like the the colors of the sky behind them, the sunset. Um, you have
0: the sunset behind them, and then in front of them as they walk towards, you have the looming shadow.
1: Right. And it's a very nice, the, like juxtaposition. The jagged rocks and stuff. It is. It is beautiful in an imposing way. You know,
0: it's set up uh, in many ways, like that scene with Frodo and Sam in the cornfield. In what way? Uh, in that you have a split visual ver- behind them versus ahead of them. Mm. And, like, because behind them you have the pastoral. Right. And then in front of them you have the wild, like in that cornfield scene. Right. And here behind them you have, like, sunlight and uh, where they've gone on the first leg of their journey. And you have have sunlight and, and bright things and good memories. And ahead of them you have the looming shadow of Mordor and jagged rocks.
1: Well, I kind of like the symbolism of the first movie ending with a sunset as well. Because, yeah. like, the sun is setting on their first, like you said, like, the first leg of their journey. Mm. And now, um, I would argue Two Towers is the darkest movie, both, like, like color-wise and content-wise. Yeah,
0: I, um, I would say so, too. Because I always felt like the, I feel like the stakes in Two Towers, despite what goes on in Return of the King. For most of the movie, the stakes in Two Towers feel grittier mm-hmm. and grimmer. Yeah. Uh, not Grima, but we'll get to him.
1: Isn't it Grima? Grima. Yeah, Grima. Grandma. <laughs> it's
0: not grandma. <laughs> grandma Worm Tongue. That's rude.
1: Give old Grandma Worm Tongue a kiss.
0: <laughs> oh. Ugh. Gross.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
0: that's, that's upsetting.
1: <laughs> I also like the way that Frodo smiles uh, at the very beginning of this minute. Um, it's almost like he can't like help himself. Like, he in the previous oh. minute, he was just like, you know, I don't suppose we'll see any of them ever again. Like, we're literally going to die. <laughs> but yeah. Sam is... Well,
0: he, he can't help but smile at Sam's optimism.
1: Right. And it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of that scene where their they're first night, like, camping. Yeah. And Sam is, like, complaining. And all, Fro- like, Frodo's just offering advice. And then Sam's just like, I'll never get used to sleeping out here. And then Frodo just kind of smiles. Yeah.
0: It's just like, just pretend it's you're at home in your bed with a nice feather pillow. Yeah. Says Elijah Wood, the man who can fall asleep literally anywhere in real life. <laughs>
1: You think that's why he smiles? It's like, well, yeah. oh, me neither, Sam. Me neither. And he's just like passed out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like earlier in the day, they found him in a cabinet. <laughs> just like taking a nap.
1: Oh my gosh. That's really just like funny. sneaks
0: into Weta somewhere and just hides to take a nap.
1: <laughs> uh, so I think there isn't like a whole lot. No, else. I mean.
0: This was this was shot like over a parking lot.
1: Nice, like, that's a beautiful parking lot, right?
0: And then just kind of <laughs> they paint this stuff back in. Mm. Uh, I like, think uh, I think some of this stuff was some of the shots they got of the close-ups were also done in pickups a little later,
1: mm.
0: as well. You know, just some more connecting shots to make it all flow.
1: Did we ever figure out what's going on with their cloaks with their backpacks? No. I think the the way their their cloaks are. In the front, like, the front is, um, like, there's an extendable part of the cloak that, like, it's like a, it's like a, a a backpack where you put the, like, the chest strap on. Hmm. I think there's, like, a chest strap part where the clasp is, so it's not, like, all the way down to the floor. It's just, like, that part. Because, like, if it was all the way down to the floor, it would be all bunched up underneath the backpack. And it doesn't look bunched up underneath the backpack.
0: I don't know. These cloaks confound and and vex me.
1: (laughs) They defy all logic and
0: reason. Because, you know, we we rewatched the movie, and it's a really hard detail to pay attention to.
1: I was going to save that, but that's okay. So, um, the way I guess we're going to do this... I feel weird ending on a Monday, um, because it's the end of the week. It's like, hey, surprise, we're done, bye. Screw you for the rest of the week. So we're, for the next, um, like, the back half of this and the next four episodes, uh, we have some questions uh, from some of our listeners, um, from the listener group and from our email. And we'll just, I don't know, talk about our overall thoughts. Uh, from the movie, um, some of the credits like we'll probably talk about the cast next or next time because the cast credits are about to come up. Yeah. Um, but the credits in this one, real quick, in this minute, are directed by Peter Jackson. Yay. Yay. Screenplay by Fran Walsh, Philippa Boyens, and Peter Jackson. Woo. <laughs> Based on the book by J.R.R. Tolkien. Producers Barry Osborne and Peter Jackson, and producers Fran Walsh and Tim Sanders.
0: Yeah, and I think it's awesome that Fran and Philippa come before Peter in the screenplay mm-hmm. credits. I think that's pretty I cool. Agree.
1: Well, I think there is a um, like a Writers Guild like etiquette or um, like protocol that you need to follow mm-hmm. um, for like main billing and then second billing and stuff like that. Um, as far as writing goes. Yeah. So, I'm not entirely sure what the ins and outs of that are. And
0: Fran is also a producer.
1: Yeah. Um. And so is Peter. Right. I mean, he did everything. (laughs) Yeah. But, I don't know, like, I don't know why it took me so long to realize that, like, two ladies wrote this movie.
0: Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, which is something that I feel like people should point to more often.
1: I feel like, because it's like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Right. And I feel, I mean, a lot of the times the director is, quote unquote, like the most important. I mean, he, like, the director, Um, you know, it's like right. he, their vision right, that is being communicated. Right. Um, but two thirds of the
0: writing team for this movie right we're Fran Walsh and Philip Yeah,
1: which and, makes me very happy yeah
0: and if the uh all the commentary of the three of them leads me to believe that Fran and Philip have wrote nearly all of the quiet character moments
1: well from what i understand um, cuz like he he and Fran initially did the the two movie treatment right had I the think two so. movie treatment
0: think that that sounds correct
1: um that they were like trying to get made
0: yeah that they they'd made the deal with miramax originally yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. so and from what i understand about like the process like they were constantly rewriting stuff the night before shooting yeah so i feel like if they're shooting already and they're like rewriting a majority of like the scenes that they're filming the next day peter jackson's gonna be doing the directorial side of things like making sure um, I mean, like, I guess that's a producer's job, like making sure the locations and stuff are all set, but like, he's probably like figuring out shots, um, working on the, the scaling for some yeah. of this stuff. And that leaves Fran and Philippa to kind of, you know, brain trust the, the rest of the movie out. Yeah. Cause if, if you're and getting... And Fran also
0: did directorial stuff too.
1: Right. And, I mean, if you're getting like, re- like, that sounds stressful yeah just like oh this doesn't really work like yeah the cast
0: constantly talks about like getting rewrites late at night the night before and being like this is for the next day here's like (laughs) these four pages are totally different
1: yeah but
0: here you go guys
1: i don't know that's 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 so stressful
0: (laughs) right and like the the scenes that they wound up like shooting part of and then deciding to scrap entirely and just redo from the ground up right All that sort of stuff.
1: But, yeah. So, do we want to talk about um, our, like, final thoughts on the movie before we start talking about questions? Before we start fielding questions? Yeah,
0: I mean, it seems as good a time as any.
1: Okay. Um, Do you want to go first? Or should I go first? You can go first. Oh, I was not prepared for this. Um... (laughs) i was asking more out of courtesy
0: oh i see i see i'll go first it's
1: fine curse you good manners
0: foiled again uh Uh,
1: not the first time
0: i i definitely appreciate this movie in a whole in like a wholly different way Mm -hmm. than i did before we went through this process because we watched it in full before we started a long time ago.
1: I mean, it was less and than a year ago.
0: Well, That's a while. We
1: started, I mean, we started doing pre-production like a year ago, basically. Yeah. Like, it was around this time last year.
0: And for me, it has been kind of hard not to just, like, watch the movie again when I'm, like, here by myself and just, like, want oh, something really? to do. Like, and I just have been putting it's off... it's just
1: in the Blu-ray player. <laughs> Constantly. And I mean, I love these movies.
0: <laughs> I almost put Two Towers in the DVD player last week when I was no, here by myself.
1: No. Taboo.
0: But I, I put off rewatching the movie till after we were totally done with this process. And I definitely have more of an appreciation for certain scenes that I had always kind of like looked over before. Or had never been in the forefront of my mind when I thought about the movie. Like Gandalf and Elrond's conversation. Mm, yeah. I have much more appreciation for that. After our conversation with Zach Luna yeah. about the way and the difference in uh, like uh, sibilance versus harsh consonant sounds in the way that Ian McKellen and Hugo Weaving deliver their lines. Yeah. And it's something that I never would have picked up on without it being pointed out to me. Mm-hmm. And now when whenever I hear Hugo Weaving speak in this movie, I just I really, really hear it. And it gives me even more of an appreciation for his performance yeah. and likewise for Ian McKellen. Uh, so that's definitely that's definitely one aspect of this movie that I like m- even more now. Uh, I also, having talked so much about Frodo and Sam and Aragorn and Boromir, I love the last line of this movie even more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Because I've always thought that it was a really good last line for this part of the story. Yeah. Because, Sam, I'm glad you're with me. And we're about to lead into... The entirety of the second movie and a big part of the third movie are about testing and straining Frodo's and Frodo and Sam's relationship. Yeah. So it's a really good I think it's a really cool line to end the movie on. Yeah. Uh, I have much more appreciation for how Moria is put together (laughs) Uh, as well as the Isengard sets.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Like really digging into them. And there's a handful of special effects that just don't hold up. But, it, you know, it was 16 years ago. Right. Longer, really, when you think about when the movie was actually produced. Right. So. And, you know, there's only a handful of those moments where I look at the special effect and I'm just like, that's not quite right. Like the, <laughs> the stairs in Moria right. are like the big one. They're the one that I think has aged the worst out of all the special effects in the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that one moment on the stairs where Frodo and Aragorn are coming at you.
1: Right. Surf and Safari.
0: Yeah. S- surf and Stairfari.
1: Um so I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um like like Norman mentioned we we rewatched the movie in its entirety um a couple of days a couple of days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. I don't know what time is. A couple of days ago. <laughs> time is irrelevant. <laughs> time is a concept. Um and I I was really really worried that by picking it apart like we have been I would burn out on it
0: yeah
1: and i was very pleasantly surprised that i had not burnt out on it um i like cried a couple times and normally when i watch these movies it depends on my mood like if i like just all out you know ball for some reason um and i definitely have way more appreciation for the character of Boromir. I know we talk about him a lot, but the before we started doing this, um, it had been, like, near, like, I don't even know if it was a decade, but, like, it had been a really long time since I had seen Fellowship. And I feel like as... um like I've matured as a person and also as a writer I definitely definitely appreciate the character of Boromir way more than I ever have before yeah um and I really I really like that and like I'm interested yeah, to but- see how that colors my uh my opinions of the next two movies
0: right
1: um in regards to Faramir I can't wait to talk about Faramir. Um
0: also like with the with the lack of performance of Sean Bean since we spent so much time talking right. about
1: it. Right. I I don't think that I will feel it as much because um especially when we're in in Gondor when we're talking about Faramir, Faramir Faramir's presence kind of is like a reminder of Boromir. Yeah. So I don't feel like I will miss the character as much. Also, there's, like, so many good actors coming up. Yeah. In the next one, I don't think I'll feel it as much. Sean Bean is, like, a joy, obviously. But, like, I mean, it's like it's like the first Game of Thrones season versus the second Game of Thrones season. Like, that's his story. And, yes, you kind of miss him being in there, but, like there isn't like a there isn't a point to him being there anymore which is sad but like
0: (laughs) (laughs) he is no more right (laughs) i'm
1: Um, not sorry and i i don't know what else what else final thoughts um yeah i definitely have more of an appreciation for the set design um than i ever have before um And like all the plants, like I always take, I always take, ever since doing this, um, the few times that we've seen movies in theaters, um, over the course of this, I have paid way more attention to like plants in movies because I'm just like, there was a greens department that took care of all of those plants. For every single shot of this movie, right? I have
0: so much more respect for greens departments after like that. End of this more like
1: um the beginning of Wonder Woman with all the plants and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like greens department, good job. So I yeah. think I think by taking apart this movie, I have more of an appreciation for behind the scenes in general of other movies. Yeah. And I pay more attention to those aspects. Where before I would have either been paying attention only to like the performances of the actors or right. the writing,
0: right? Because like the the greens department and the foley guys, right? The foley like, guys are really underappreciated, mm-hmm. I think, by most moviegoers. Yeah. Uh, and doing something like this, and I wonder if it's the same for pretty much everyone that's done this movie by minute thing and really dissected it. If they also gained much more of an appreciation for all the background workers,
1: right? I I definitely do.
0: Um, And also, I think, in the few times we've gone and seen movies since doing this, I definitely watch movies more closely than I have before.
1: mm
0: -hmm. Uh, You know, noticing things in the background.
1: Well, I also pay attention. I mean, I, I paid attention to structure beforehand from like a writing perspective. But when you're writing script, like page counts roughly equal like minutes. So like roughly one page of script is gonna be a minute of screen time right so unless
0: you're talking about like they fight right
1: right 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 that's i mean they walk down some stairs um (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and i feel like breaking this down minute by minute like for all intents and purposes page by page i have a a stronger like subconscious understanding of how scripts are put together which is actually really cool um considering i like to write scripts <laughs>
0: well there you have it
1: <laughs> and um yeah no i i love this movie and i'm really excited to tackle two towers two towers is my least favorite so i um, hopefully I have, like, a greater appreciation for that one yeah. at the end of it as well.
0: Yeah, I, uh, Return of the King is my least favorite, so. Oh, that's
1: my favorite!
0: Although, it does have some moments that always stick in my brain. Yeah. When I think of these movies. Yeah. Just, I don't know, I, I just always feel like the, hopefully my opinion changes to a degree and these all move closer, like, as far yeah. as how I feel about them.
1: Like, as one movie right
0: because i usually consider them one movie like when i tell people that like lord of the rings is my favorite movie or yeah. something like that i'm not always like i'm not just like well two towers is my favorite movie right. i'm always like, lord of the rings is my favorite movie because <laughs> it's all one narrative so to me like more so than most trilogies right. so i'm always just like this is one film it's one 11 and hour and some odd minute film
1: yeah it's not quite 12 um i'm not sure about credits though because yeah. I know when I watched it all in one sitting, it was not quite 12. But we didn't watch all the way to the end of the credits. Yeah. For, you know. Well, there's nothing after them. Right. So. Yeah. There's
0: not like, you know, in, at the end of Return of the King, there's not like Shellub curled up on her back somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, like the end of Moana. Yeah.
0: When, <laughs> that, I only say that because that's in my brain because we just rewatched Moana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that feels like a peter jackson thing to do
1: well i mean um what's his name flight of the concords guy he's also from new zealand yeah maybe it's like a new zealand like you know how people like talk about like the umbrella term british humor yeah maybe it's just like new zealand humor i'm actually it's like I, somewhat
0: wacky sight gags yeah, I have, that don't make a lot I of sense i have a
1: theory about that because i am really interested in watching some of um uh Taika Watiti's uh movies before Thor Three comes out. Yeah. And he's also from New Zealand, so I am interested to see what like the Kiwi sense of humor is. <laughs> <laughs> um one
0: thing small awkward bird, I think that says everything.
1: <laughs> one thing I am gonna miss is um hearing the dulcet tones of our dear friend Richard Taylor every day. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like because he (laughs) he speaks in the in the com in the design commentary uh at least a couple times every five minutes just about yeah unless unless uh john howe is just talking about swords for 15 minutes when it doesn't matter
1: (laughs) you know it always you can always talk about swords.
0: you know um you know some of the some of the people that do the commentary go on go off on some pretty long tangents about things uh, I mean, like they, they start mattering and relatable like in context and then like as the minute drags on and it's something totally different on screen in a different location and this guy's still talking about the design of this from <laughs> 10 minutes ago
1: uh so I think tomorrow we'll start uh with some questions from you guys um I don't know if we're gonna cover like the meat of the credits until Return of the King, because for the most part, it's basically the same.
0: Yeah, it's all, you know, it's all filmed as as one movie. Uh, Some of the credits might have changed a little, like Sunman names and stuff like that. might be a little different.
1: So I think what we're going to do is break it down by song, because those songs don't appear in the other movies, and I like both of them. So um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad that you're here with us.
0: You are precious to us. <laughs> Had to say it eventually. Take it away. <laughs> so thanks for joining us today. We are from DuelingGenre.com, which you can support by going to DuelingGenre.com/support and support us on our Patreon.
1: Oh yeah. So in the off season, um, oh yes, this th- is important. The the hiatus, um. We have been doing a second breakfast our weekend edition um, monthly uh, this these past couple months uh, because it was just a lot of stuff um but in the hiatus we'll be going we'll be going back to to releasing those weekly um and I don't know I like doing them yeah it's fun We talk about some sort of Lord of the Rings related thing We've been going through the Silmarillion one like section at a time yeah, one
0: chapter at a time.
1: Um, and it's like, you know, digestible chunks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've been talking about different movies that the cast have been in. I think during the hiatus, we'll start tackling some of Peter Jackson's other movies. Yeah. Um, Go through
0: his filmography.
1: Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Check us out um, there.
0: At some point, maybe we'll, uh, we can review the short film that Sean Astin made while working on Lord of the Rings.
1: Ooh, I don't even know about this. Yeah. That's exciting. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, it's included in the special features of. Uh, the Two Towers theatrical DVDs that we have.
1: Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, only on Patreon uh, for five bucks a month.
0: Yeah. Second breakfast.
1: Please and thank you.
0: Uh, as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Monday. We're done with the movie. Well, it's on to answer some questions. Yeah. Bye. Bye.